Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast where we discuss all things spooky, monster, and all related. I am one of your hosts, Dave, and I'm joined as always by the other host, Ike. Ike, how are you? I am doing extra, I would say stabby this week. Extra stabby. Extra stabby. Yeah, okay. This is a good week to be stabby as we are officially in Halloween Ends Week. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but uh, very excited for that. But before we get down to business, let's take care of some housekeeping. Uh, make sure wherever you are listening to us that you subscribe on that platform. And then please share the episodes and give us a rating and review and help us spread the word. Uh, you can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Just look up Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two, and Screams, and you'll find us there. Uh, Twitter is the probably the best social media app to find us on. We're the most active on there, uh, but we can be found on all of those. So let's dive right into it. Let's catch our breath for a moment, and we're going to jump right into all the news and upcoming releases. I think we have some late word of just arriving, and I'll interrupt to bring this to you. All right. We got a couple news things uh, that I want to mention before we get to the upcoming releases. Um there is a new well, – this is kind of a new release, but there is a Scooby-Doo trick-or-treat that is out. Uh, for those of you that have kids or just enjoy Scooby-Doo, it's available streaming now. You can purchase it on all the platforms, Voodoo, Google Play, etc., and it will be available on 10-18. A couple of kind of side notes of, of, of some things that are kind of maybe horror adjacent here. Uh, I'm also a wrestling fan, as Ike is, and we're going to talk – I'm not going to talk, but I just want to mention – that Bray Wyatt returned to the WWE this past weekend. And I only mention that because Bray has a very uh, kind of a horror themed character and the way uh, he portrays himself on wrestling. So if you're a wrestling fan, check that out. And it can, it's also worth mentioning that lots of the, the masks that Bray Wyatt uses were made by uh, Tom Savini, which is a, oh. yeah, so a, a definite horror vein there. Uh, Bray's a big horror fan and, and lots of those elements play into his character. So if you're a wrestling fan, check that out. Uh, some other things that are, are upcoming releases down the road that were just mentioned that I want to talk about. We'll cover them in future episodes more, but uh, the official first trailer was released for the show Wolfpack, uh, starring Sarah, Mich- Sarah Michelle Geller, excuse me, and that'll be out on Paramount Plus on January 26th. Um, and they're also, you know, Ike, recently, have you seen all the talk about the upcoming Winnie the Pooh horror movie, right? Everybody's talking about that. Oh, yeah. Did you see there was an announcement that there's also going to be a Grinch horror movie called The Mean One? Uh, that sounds very interesting because the, the Grinch sounds like it just plays right into a horror movie. Uh, but that's going to be out on December 15th, and apparently it's going to be free to watch everywhere on all kinds of places. It just said everywhere in the article I read, so I don't know what that means, but on lots of platforms. Uh, it's supposed to be free to view on December 15th, right before the Christmas season. And then on yeah. one other note – oh, go ahead. Did you Did you read about this? I, I did. Um, I'm trying to remember, but I, th- I I don't quote me on this. I'm trying to look it up. But I think the guy that plays uh, Art the Clown is the same guy who plays the Grinch in the horror oh, movie. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, let me. I'll I'll double. I'll fact check that. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, well, <laughs> check that out real quick. Let me mention this one other thing. Uh, I just saw, just literally saw, just moments before we started recording, that Peacock is now offering an escape room game on their website. Um, and apparently that, that their, their website is peacocktv.com. I don't know if you can access it on, on apps or if it's just on like, you know, laptops and such, but apparently it's an escape room game. And uh, 
they have a room or two out in the game now, and then in a couple of weeks there'll be another room, and then another a room a couple of weeks after that. But apparently each room they release is based on some of their horror movies, like The Black Phone and, and different things like that. So that sounds pretty intriguing to me. That's something I think I'm going to check out. Um, so did you get a chance to look that up, Ike? Is that the same guy? Yes, it's uh, David Howard Thornton, uh, who did Art the Clown and Terrifier and Terrifier 2, and he is also playing The Grinch and The Mean One, which is the horror movie coming out later this year. Yeah, well, see, I, my interest is perked. I was, I'd watch it anyway, probably, but that, that perks <laughs> my interest even more then. And then we do have a one – oh, I'm sorry, a couple of key birthdays that we'd like to mention. Tim Robbins' birthday is on October 16th. Uh, he was in Jacob's Ladder, and, of course, not horror. He was in Bull Durham. Uh, Margot Kidder, 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 excuse me, on uh, October 17th, she was in the 1976 film Black Christmas and in The Exorcist. And John Krasinski, his birthday is October 20th. Of course, he was in The Quiet Place. Um, then one movie anniversary release date on October 19th, 2018. The uh, the new sort of the new trilogy. Uh, here we are on Halloween ends week. The Halloween film came out. The uh, kind of the reboot or reset of the Halloween timeline starring Jamie Lee Curtis uh, was released. It made a record $77 million for a horror film with a female lead, the biggest debut of any film uh, hmm. with a female, a female lead over 55 in the U.S. Um, interesting fact. I guess you want to get down to the minutia of the earnings, but uh, kind of fitting that here we are uh, leading up to Halloween ends, and we're celebrating the anniversary of the, of the first of the new trilogy. Um, and now let's talk about some upcoming releases. Uh, some releases that are coming to streaming platforms. Of, uh, we have American Horror Story, uh, NYC, which will be coming out on October 19th on FX. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I don't watch American Horror Story. I, I've watched a few episodes. I, I did like it. It's just not one of those things I really dove into. But I know you've watched quite a bit of it. Uh, are you going to watch this or tell us a little more about what you know about American Horror Story, NYC? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, first and foremost, they haven't released a whole, whole lot quite yet about like what the content of NYC is going to be. Uh, they felt I honestly, I, as far as I've known, they've kept it pretty quiet. But what I do know is, is that this is going to be um, supposedly one of the more darker seasons that they're coming out with. Um, a lot of people, you know, they, they've kind of cross paths with other seasons because for people who don't know american horror story is broken into sort of an anthology style where each season is a different story but it still exists in the same universe um you know different actors uh play different characters um and the same actors will sometimes reprise their roles as different characters or even the same character um in different seasons so a lot of people think the nyc is going to uh cross paths with a few of these um but for sure uh everything i've heard is that's going to be good ryan murphy's back who um i think did some of the early american horror stories so uh, i'm pretty stoked about it I, i think it'll be good Yep, and of course Ryan Murphy also currently very well known for heading up the Dahmer Monster show on Netflix. Oh, yes. uh, so uh, yeah, it looks like he's he's in a groove right now. So that that should be a uh, that should be worth checking out. Also coming out, uh, or actually it's out now on Shutter, I believe, uh, the movie Dark Glasses uh, by Dario Argento. Uh, it's, it's an Italian horror film. Of course, Dario is a you know he's a, he's epic as far as horror movies. Um, you know, I don't watch a lot of his stuff. I'm not a big subtitle kind of guy. Um, yeah. Sometimes it takes me out of the element, but I've heard nothing but uh, uh, rave reviews for his movies. And maybe, I, you know, I'm sure it's something I should dive into, Isaac. But have, have you, Ike, have you watched any of his movies? Um, you know, I have seen um, 
I've seen some Dario Argento movies. Um, you know, he's he's definitely one of those guys because I've seen like uh, Giallo, which I think I pronounced that right. It, it's a movie from like 2009 with has Adrian Brody in it. Um, so I, that's like probably one of the few that I have seen. I think I've seen some some older stuff. But what I do, I do like are Dario Argento. I think Dario Argento is very uh, Honestly, he's very he's also very important for the success of George Romero, actually. Fun fact uh, for people who don't know, he took the uh, Dawn of the Dead movie and made it an international release with his cut of it called Zombie. So, you know, Jaro Geno is definitely a uh, he's a he's a master. He's a master director. I think that um, this will probably be really good. Uh, I don't mind subtitles, but I will have to check it out. Uh, I'm just not super into some of like Italian horror because they they have their whole it's like there's like a whole thing that they do. It's like a genre. Um, And I'm just I don't know. Sometimes it's not the best for me, but I'll check this one, I think. Yeah, and then coming out October 14th on Netflix is The Curse of Bridge Hollow. Uh, this is a family film. A lot of people are calling it – I'm not sure what – I can't remember the movie. Was it Hubie Halloween that came out last yeah. year or whatever with Adam Sandler? calling it this year's Hubie Halloween. Uh, I did watch the trailer for it. It looks fun. It's clever. It's got Marlon Wayans in it. It's got Priya Ferguson uh, from Stranger Things in it. Uh, she plays the younger sister, yeah. one of the younger sisters in it. Um, it. It does look clever. There's this town that is – really consumed by Halloween, really into Halloween and the decorating. And uh, Priya, her character, they, they move to this town and, and her house is haunted and she's tricked into, I don't know what it is, finding a lantern for this ghost. And it, it what it does is brings all the Halloween decorations in town to life. And that's what they're <laughs> fighting. And it, it looks funny. I mean, it's got a lot of humor to it. Uh, so, but again, it probably not something I'll race out to see. But again, if you're looking for something that you could watch as a family or if you have kids, that's a Halloween related. Got some, you know, little, you know, a little spookiness, maybe some jump scares in it. Um, but it's, you know, family friendly. Uh, this is that kind of movie. Uh, Ike, have you seen the trailer for this uh, or heard anything about it? Um, I have not, but I, I enjoy TV Halloween, and I, I do like uh, on occasion I'll watch a family friendly horror flick. So I'll, pro- I'll probably check it out. Yeah, these, I mean, to me, these kind of movies, I, I throw them on a lot, a lot of time in the background while I'm doing other things. If we're, right. you know, we're going to carve a pumpkin or do something like that, where it's, I don't want to pay a lot of attention to it, but you know, you can look over and chuckle every once in a while. So it, it does seem like a fun movie. Uh, I foresee it being one that a lot of people will probably rewatch each season. Uh, and then coming out October 20th on Shutter, VHS 99, uh, their latest installment in that series, which they just announced at New York Comic Con. The next one, which is coming out next year, which is going to be VHS uh, 85. Uh, yeah. So this one looks fun. I watched the trailer for this. It, it looks very clever. Uh, it, and, uh, it, I, you know, it I, again, I watched the first two. I wasn't completely consumed like a lot of people are. But I'm going to I'm going to stick with the franchise and, and see it through uh, because it does look like maybe the newer ones are to me, maybe even better as thumbs than the early ones. Yeah, yeah, I, I I would definitely agree. Um, I, I think that my favorite VHS is VHS two. Uh, but especially from a modern lens, for people who maybe aren't as into like the uh, genre of like anthologies, the later uh, renditions definitely set out on a more unique path. Uh, the third one, and then there there was one that released last year, I believe. Um, I yeah, ninety four, I think. Yeah, ninety four. Ninety four yeah. was pretty good, and uh, I'm excited for ninety nine. Um. And then, of course, I didn't know about the 85, but I'm excited for that, too. Uh, yeah, that was I, just uh, announced over the weekend. 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm down for it 100. And I think uh, in our notes here, uh, Johannes Roberts, uh, who was Strangers Pray at Night, but also Resident Evil Rac- Welcome to Raccoon City, um, was directed one of the segments. So I'm excited for that. Absolutely, and coming up in theaters uh, on October 14th, <laughs> a movie called Bitch Ass. And this is a movie I hadn't heard of it. And then when we were doing the research, we came across this and I watched the trailer and I'm hooked. I think I have to watch it now. It's got Tony Todd in it and he looks like he's kind of a, uh, a, a it's like he's a, a horror host almost. It, it doesn't look like he's part of the story, but he's he's helping to tell the story, maybe like in a narrator role. And he's in the opening clip, but it's supposed to be like the first black serial killer wearing a mask uh, in, in these movies. And it it looks it looks very cool uh, from the trailer, which, you know, the trailer doesn't show a whole lot, but. Uh, it was enough that I, it's got me hooked, and I think I'm going to uh, watch this when it comes out. Yeah, no, absolutely. Anything with Tony Todd in it, I'll watch it. I, I love Tony Todd. Um, his voice is just iconic. Um, yeah. So definitely, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll watch this. If not in theaters, I will definitely purchase it for streaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, coming out in a limited theater run on October 19th, and then it'll be streaming on Netflix on October 26th is The Good Nurse. Uh, this is kind of a kind a crime drama. It's kind of a, a thriller, tension-filled. I watched the trailer. It, uh, you know, I, I put it out there. We put it in here because it's it, it kind of fits the vein a bit, but it's it's really not my style movie. I, I, I'll probably skip this. I, I don't really have a lot of interest in it, but it is coming out for those of you that want to watch it. Um, I, do you think you'll dip your toe in this, or or, or do you, are you in agreement? This is not really not really in your your vein. Yeah, you know, so it's it's one of those things where like I'll probably I'll probably watch it because uh, I have a feeling that uh. The, the wife will probably enjoy this. Um, you know, I, I like Jessica Chastain who is in it. I, I actually read about this not too long ago and I like Jessica Chastain. She was in uh, it part two. Um, so, you know, I do enjoy her work. Um, so I, I'll probably give it a try. Um, you know, like, what, what is it to say? Give it the old college try. <laughs> well, that's good. You can jump on that grenade for us. And then when it comes out, you can, you can tell us what you thought. And then, and I won't have to say, I won't have to you you watch though I'll end up watching it with my wife too it'll it'll end up happening <laughs> more than likely uh, but of course one that I skipped because we wanted to I want to save it for last coming out on streaming in the theaters uh, on Friday October 14th which is just a couple days away uh, from when we're recording it'll be one day away from when this is released Halloween ends uh, we this will be our review next episode and this is the one uh, of all the films there's a ton of films that have been coming out this fall. It's a lot of good films that I've really enjoyed, but this is the one that I'm most looking forward to. I've seen some of the early reviews. I've seen that. I know people are saying there's, there's getting some mixed reviews and I don't, I don't, I don't give a crap. I don't put any weight in that at all. I'm not a review kind of person. I typically don't, I don't read them. I don't look at ratings. It does. That means nothing to me because my tastes are so out of out of whack with that anyway. Typically, I'll, you know, movies that get poor reviews and poor ratings, I love. And I, I'm such a Halloween franchise junkie. I'm going to enjoy it. I, it doesn't matter how bad it is. I'm going to find enjoyment uh, in it. And this is I, I, I cannot even can't even express the uh, anticipation I have for this movie. We yeah. talked last episode about Hocus Pocus two and how. It, you know, it became an event for us that we, we had this big dinner and we made it an event. We all watched it together and this build up. That's what this is going to be. We're going to spend I'm spending the day watching the 78 version and then the two newer movies right before. It's going to be an all day thing leading up to watching this <laughs> in that evening. And we'll have a big dinner, a special dinner and everything else. I cannot wait for this movie to come out on the 14th. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm in the same boat. Um, you know, as as a diehard Halloween fan, as somebody who who would say that slasher is my favorite genre, I would definitely say the 78 Halloween is my favorite horror movie of all time. I, I got to say Ditto. that. Ditto here. Oh, man, it's it's so good. And like, I you know, I'm excited for more. So um, I was going to watch it on streaming, but I told myself, you know what? This may be the very last time that I see Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. I will be damned if I watch this on a TV show or on a TV. So I'm going to the theaters on Saturday, uh, like more, like pretty early, uh, as early as I can to watch it, um, because I need to see this in theaters. I almost went and bought IMAX because they're showing it in IMAX. <laughs> I thought that would have been cool. But yeah, I'm super stoked. You know, I have plenty of theories about this movie. There's a lot of stuff that I've been kind of theorizing yep. about after watching the trailers. Like, oh, my God, there's just so much cool stuff. I, I, I don't know what they're going to do, but I have I have a lot of theories. I have a lot of guesses, but I'm excited for it. I'm so well, excited. <laughs> speaking of your theories uh, in, in episode two, you discussed your theories quite a bit when we talked when we saw that final trailer. <laughs> I just for everybody that's out there, I, I cut that segment. I, I put it up on YouTube. <laughs> I shared it on the social media. So this Ike's theory, if you just want to hear that part, again, it's out there. Go go look on all of our social medias. There's a link. I, I had I put it on YouTube. It didn't, you know, as the easiest way to put a segment up. Yeah. But that way, that way it's it's feast or famine here for Ike. He's either gonna look like a genius or a moron, <laughs> and he's gonna have to die by his awards because I've once again put them out there. They're they're in the ethos forever. And we'll we'll That's see. Fine. So before you watch it, go out there and listen to that clip and get Isaac's views in your head. And that way you can, you know, you can see what he says. Um, but the Halloween, the Halloween franchise kind of leads us very much into uh, what we watch this week. So let's pause for just a moment, catch, catch our breath, and then we'll dive into uh, if we did anything spooky this week and what we watched. Halloween, the festival of Sauron, the last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. All right. Now we're back. Uh, we usually we lead this segment off with uh, did we do anything spooky this week? I, I don't really have anything. I didn't I didn't really do anything uh, per se. Just the normal stuff. Watched a lot of movies. Uh, but I do want to make one mention that I am this coming Saturday, which I'll talk about then on our next episode. I am going to just a little convention that's just a few minutes away from me. It's called Tiny TerrorCon 2. And it's on Saturday, October 15th. If anybody's in the North Carolina area and wants to look into it, or if you just want to look into it anyway, they do have a website. It's tinyterrorcon.com. It's just a small convention. They only have a handful of guests. Uh, the most notable, they have uh, Ari Lehman, the, which was the very first Jason ever in Friday the 13th. He played the young one in the water. And then uh, probably their biggest name, uh, and, and Ari does, he plays up that first Jason. Apparently he has a rock band called the First Jasons. <laughs> and apparently I think they're playing there too. But anyway. And probably their biggest name guest they have will be Tyler Maine, uh, who, of course, played Sabretooth uh, in X-Men, the 2000 X-Men. And then he played Michael Myers in the uh, the Rob Zombie movies. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he's been in lots of other movies. He's a big guy. He plays a lot of those kind of roles. Uh, but he's probably their biggest name. They only have a couple other guests that are kind of uh, lesser names, so to speak. But uh, but I will be checking that out. So I'll have that to talk about next week. But I didn't really do anything otherwise any worth worth mentioning this week. Uh, how about you, Ike? Anything on the uh, did you do anything spooky front? Uh, not really, honestly. I just, you know, uh, same old stuff. Watch movies. I uh, didn't really do anything fun this week, unfortunately. Well, that that's good. I mean, I, hey, no, no, no. I did, I did some fun because <laughs> I watched a lot of movies. So True. maybe it's good that we didn't do anything spooky because I have a, I have a huge list of what I watched. Most of these we're not going to dive into because uh, I did a lot of rewatch of old stuff, uh, which I usually do in this part of the uh, time of the year. Um, but uh, you know, I watched uh, 1980, The Shining. Uh, I watched uh, 
Oh man, where's my list at here? I, lost I watched Fright Night. I watched the original Candyman. I watched. I did watch Mr. Harrigan's Phone, which we talked about. It was a new release. Eh, it was a little disappointing to me. It, it really just didn't live up to what I had built up in my head. It was, it was, it was a good looking movie. It was well acted, well cast. I didn't enjoy it too often. It was all right, but I didn't enjoy it too much. Uh, I did watch season two, episode one of Chucky. I'm looking forward to watching the second episode. I thought it was a great episode. Uh, I'm very excited about season two of that. And then uh, I, I did then. Well, let's see what else did I watch. Hold on. I got a couple others that I just added. Uh, I watched uh, Slumber Party Massacre from 1980. And then uh, we spoke about the Halloween franchise, and we, we did our annual huge watch through of the majority of the franchise. Uh, since. Like I said, we watched 78 with the new movies on Friday that, with the release, but we did watch uh, Halloween 2. I watched Halloween 4, 5, 6, H2O, and actually just today we watched Resurrection. And uh, so watched lots of Halloween this week. Uh, we, we always watch Halloween 3 very close to Halloween. Uh, that's our favorite. But uh, I, before we have one movie that we want to mention that we both watched, but uh, what, was, what, what did you watch besides the one film that we're going to co-discuss? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I watched, uh, rewatched, I should say, the original Terrifier, the first one. Um, I also watched, uh, that's on Tubi and Vudu for anybody who's interested. I watched the uh, Midnight Club, which was a uh, Netflix series that was uh, actually a remake of like a, a, an original, like a series that was done in the 90s. I believe. Um, so yeah, it's called the Midnight Club. It's kind of cool. It's it's in the same vein. I would say it's like uh, R.L. Stein esque, um, but maybe a little bit more adult. And then um, I also watched uh, a movie on Tubi called Real Cases of Shadow People, the Sarah McCormick story. Um, it's sort of like a, uh, a found footage type horror movie. Uh, that honestly doesn't seem like a horror movie until like the last like 30 minutes, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. But yeah, that's on Tubi uh, for free if anybody's curious or wants to watch it. All right. Now, we uh, we know that the, the main event today is we're going to discuss the new release Hellraiser. We both watched that. That's going to be the, the final discussion review. But we did add a couple of short reviews that we're also going to do in that segment. Uh, Ike went and saw Terrifier 2. He was fortunate enough to have one in his area to watch. So he's going to give a little review coming up on that. And we also watched both watched uh, Deadstream from Shudder. Uh, mm-hmm. But another movie that we also both watched that we're not going to do a real full review on, but we're going to speak just a moment. It's another new release. Uh, it was on Hulu, and it was uh, Grim Cuddy, which we talked about a couple episodes ago as an upcoming movie. And uh, we both did watch that. Um, and I, I, I always I said when we talked about it, I saw the trailer. That I was very much looking forward to it because it had that urban legend, uh, Internet uh, vibe whatever you want to call it, that kind of vein. Uh, and then, you know, that monster feel. Uh, and I have to say that uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun movie. I thought it moved by pretty quick. Uh, and again, when we do these reviews, we talk about these movies. We, I guess we should give the warning that there might be spoilers. Uh, we don't, <laughs> we don't set out to, to ruin anything, but in the course of discussion, there are going to be obviously be things that come out. Um, I liked how I, I liked in Grim Cuddy though, how it looked like, you know, they tried to make you think it was, this thing was a, the, the kids were the one kind of being affected when it almost more overall, it was the adults being <laughs> more affected by things. Um, I thought the creature looked, you know, looked pretty good. It, it looked kind of like an internet meme come to life, so to speak. Yeah. But uh, it, uh, I thought it was a fun little movie, uh, you know, a pleasant watch. I, I enjoyed it. I, I, you know, I don't know if it's one of those that I'll rank right up there that I'll be itching to rewatch all the time, but uh, I, I definitely do not regret watching it. Uh, what, what did you think of Grim Cutty? Yeah, you know, Grim Cuddy, um, it, it definitely, when I started it up, um, 
you know, I was very, I, I was very hesitant just because, you know, I've the, people have made movies about like urban legends and internet memes, and they've been, people made movies about that stuff before, so I was definitely on the fence. But, um, you know, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot, give it the old college tries. I usually say. And, you know, and I was I was pleasantly surprised, honestly. It, it was one of those movies, like you said, it wasn't, like, fantastic. I'm not going to sit here and say it was the best movie ever. But, you know, watching it through, it had a couple of good scares. Um, you know, I did enjoy watching it. And, you know, it, it, it kind of ended up being one of those things where you're kind of, like you said, you're, you're kind of guessing, like, well, is this really what's happening? Is this real or is this just in this person's head? And, you know, by the end, you're like, OK, that's kind of an interesting twist. And. No, absolutely. Definitely enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, I would say watch it if you have a chance to watch it on Hulu. Yeah, yeah, I would too. I would I would advise anybody to watch it. It, uh, it, it doesn't feel like a waste of time. Again, it's not breaking any ground, but it's yeah. it's 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 clever enough that it's that it's interesting. Um, and I know we're not we, we're not really doing a big full review, but let's go ahead and let's go ahead and give it our, our scream rating because we'll put it up on Letterboxd. Uh, since it's a new release, we both watch it. Um, I'll, I'll have to give it a three screams out of five. Again, it's right middle of the road for me. It was enjoyable enough, but it's not anything over the top extravagant that I'm going to uh, that I'm going to go run up down the street screaming that everybody's got to watch it. So I'm giving it three screams out of five uh, for Grim Cuddy on Hulu. Yeah, I, I'm going to hit you right where you're at there. Uh, three streams out of five for me, too. Like you said, uh, it was not a bad movie. It wasn't a phenomenal, you know, a record breaking movie by any means, but it was very creative and very fun. So three screams out of five. All right, so there you go. Uh, from listen to the screams uh, for Grim Cuddy, it's 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 unanimous. Three screams out of five. But we've got some more in-depth reviews coming up. Let's pause for just a moment, and we're going to come back and we're going to talk Deadstream, Terrifier 2, and Hellraiser. So make sure you stick around. Aren't you a little old to be trick or treating? Look, I get it, dude. The whole creepy silent mime gimmick. I mean, it's very effective, and the blood is a nice touch also. I'm always out of touch with the rules on these things. Red Rover, Red Rover, send dead babies right over. So if I solve it, do I get a prize? I do. <laughs> All right, Ike. Now let's get now let's get to the meat of the matter here. Um and I know like I said we plan on doing Hellraiser. Uh for this episode, and we are, uh, but we also had agreed that if if we got to watch Terrifier 2, we would definitely want to give a review on that. Um, I didn't get to go see it because the closest showing to me was like two hours away, unfortunately. <laughs> so, but yeah. you did. So this is going to be just you reviewing. Uh, again, as we do these reviews, spoiler warning, things might be given away. So if you don't want anything spoiled, pause us now. Uh, but Ike, tell us about Terrifier 2. Yep, absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, if you are wanting to watch this, your theater may still have showtimes. The Terrifier 2 opening weekend did so fantastically that it was announced that they did open up more showtimes for this coming weekend as well. So if you have not seen it yet, do not fear. It may still be in a town near you. So yep. before you get into it, I will say this is one of those things that I've, I've never really done before. I found yeah. myself checking Twitter very often to see how well this movie was doing because oh, yeah. I started noticing early on that, Hey, it's, it's really doing well. It's really doing well. It had a great opening night. And suddenly you have this, this horror gory slasher movie that was a top 10 grossing movie when it didn't even have, it, it didn't have as big a release as a lot of other, you know, the, as far as showtimes go, which is just, yeah. and it's a shutter movie. 
or uh, excuse me, not cheddar. Excuse me, uh, bloody <laughs> disgusting. Uh, but it's a uh, phenomenal to me how well this did. And so yeah. I was I was captivated by the fact because I mean I wanted it. I want all horror movies to succeed, but I was this one especially. So uh, you brought that up, and it did so well that it's got some more showtimes coming up in the next weekend. So it, that was fascinating to me that uh, how well it did, and, I, and I'm so so happy. And so you know, hats off to to the whole crew for doing it. So anyway, go ahead go with the, with your review. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. But absolutely no. So in terms of review, I'll try and keep it as spoiler free as possible because Dave has not seen this movie yet. But let me just start off by saying that um, in terms of a synopsis, basically, it picks up right up after the end of Terrifier, the first one. Um, and it basically follows the events of Art the Clown immediately following his initial killing spree. And then, of course, it shows the events of an additional spree one year later. That being said... Terrifier 2, in my opinion, 100%, without a shadow of a doubt, blew the first one out of the water. And I mean that in such a good way. Terrifier 2, it it was, I, I would probably, originally, prior to sh- this episode we're filming, I would have ranked Terrifier 1 like a 5 out of 5. 5 streams out of 5. But having watched Terrifier 2, Terrifier 2 is like a 10 out of 5. Terrifier 2... It upped the ante. It explored the lore of Art the Clown. It introduced additional characters and history, and it created a very much of a uh, definitely it created a it made you invested. There was more investment in this movie than there was in the original. Because the thing with the Terrifier that Terrifier Two didn't have to do is Terrifier was trying to break ground, right? It, it, It was trying to break into the scene and create a new horror icon and it did in my opinion terrifier 2 did that it created a new horror icon but terrifier 2 didn't have to do that terrifier 2 was able to take an established icon and was able to use that icon's previous success and just absolutely run the fuck away with it and i mean oh my god the kills 10 times more brutal. If you thought Terrifier 1 was brutal, holy shit, this movie's more brutal. I mean, it was so fantastic. Um, there were a couple of cameos, Felisa Rose, Chris Jericho, and, you know, they both did their little cameos. They were great. Um, but man, Art the Clown is such an amazing character, and he really, sh- he he shined bright like a diamond in this movie. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, you spoke about the kills. There's been lots of talk about people's reactions yeah. uh, to seeing some of these things. We did a Twitter poll uh, that said, if you saw Terrifier 2, did you? And we gave four choices of, of how you reacted. And here's how the finish was. Number one was giggle with glee <laughs> at 78%. Overwhelmingly, wow. people just loved it. Uh, number two at 11% was have nightmares. Uh, number three at 7% was vomit. And at number four was faint with 4%. Uh, but we, you heard stories of people doing that, vomiting uh, yeah. during this. Uh, there was one story of a person who almost fainted and had an ambulance called. Um, I would suspect a lot of these people were, were kind of maybe squeamish people that maybe are not horror fans and didn't quite know what they were watching. Maybe went with someone else. Um, you know, I can't expect someone who's big into horror didn't anticipate, you know. Yeah. I, I know you set it up the Andy, but I'm, I'm – Still have to know that it's going to be pretty brutal. Um, So, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say one. You mentioned the people fainting and stuff. 
Um, nobody fan in our movie, but there there's one scene in particular, and I won't give details, but there there is probably one scene in the entire movie that I think is probably one of the most brutal scenes that I've ever seen in a horror movie, and I've seen some pretty fucked up movies. Um, so after that scene, um, I, I, I it kind of gets quiet just for a moment in the movie, <laughs> and I, and just out of the corner because I was on the left side of the theater, out on the right side of the theater, I I heard someone just say like, "What the fuck." <laughs> and, and and they left. I somebody left. I don't know if they came back, oh, but my. they said what the fucking left. And I and don't get me wrong, I get it, but at the same time I'm like, man, you didn't even at least think to look at the movie before you came and watched it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. That boggles my mind. But uh I, so I don't think I have to ask the question, but just for officiality, uh, mm-hmm. Ike, how many screams are you giving Terrifier to? I'm giving Terrifier 2 as many screams as I can give it. 5 out of 5, 10 out of 10, 100 out of 100. Beautiful. Well, we'll stick to the 5. Uh, that's <laughs> what, that was what we rated. Uh, but that is our first 5-scream movie. Uh, I don't I don't have any doubts that if I were to see it, I would probably be in agreement with you. Uh, I, I anticipate. I cannot wait to watch it. They've still not given uh, digital release info out yet because they're kind of – I think they're playing it by ear with how well yeah. it's doing. Uh, we're adding some dates. Of course, you want to get the theater run as, as much as you can, uh, but I, you know, it'll be a quick turnaround when they do when they do flip the switch uh, on it getting digital. So I cannot wait to see that. So there you have it, Terrifier Two, our first five out of five scream rated movie. Uh, now let's move on to another movie that we weren't going to review, but I watched this and man, I I fell in love with this movie, and I thought I you got to watch it. I, I pushed you to watch it. I thought you're going to like it, too. And I thought I, I, I want us to I want us to talk about it a little bit. Uh, there's not going to be a whole lot of in-depth, but uh, Deadstream we both watched, which is now available uh, on AMC Plus or the Shutter app. They're joint, you know, kind of a joint thing, depending on how you yeah. subscribe. Um, I kept hearing online and on Twitter people talking about Deadstream and Deadstream and Deadstream. And I thought, I don't know, you know, I, but it, it piqued my curiosity enough that I thought, OK, I'm going to watch it. And it's, you know, it's a found footage type movie. And sometimes I, I like found footage films if they're done right. And, but if they're not done right, man, sometimes they're just trashy. And uh, and I thought, Ugh. and, you know, and, and I didn't know what to think. Uh, but a little background on Deadstream. Uh, Joseph Winter directed, wrote and starred in this movie. It's about a disgraced Internet personality who is trying to get back in the good graces by live streaming an overnight stay in a haunted house. Uh, he basically has a show. Uh, it's a big show that uh, he faces his fears. He confronts his fears by by doing them. And uh, I, I don't remember the details, but he does something where he loses all of his sponsors and everything else. And he's trying to get back uh, and rebuild his reputation. So he says he's going to confront his biggest fear, which is ghosts. So he goes to this house and he sets up all the cameras and everything. I thought this movie was insanely clever and, and, and funny. Uh, and it mixed in the right amount of humor with what was going on. This guy to me perfectly <laughs> was a, a kind of a, a parody or whatever you want to say, not really a parody, but a, a character almost of, of these, some, you know, internet personalities. Uh, he was having the interaction with his viewers and it was just funny shit. He was saying, and it was just, it was really, I was chuckling at some of this stuff. And uh, I, I thought it was clever. I, you know, I thought it was a good way to do a found footage film, uh, you know, the, and, and, and when he confronts, you know, it gets, Finally, the haunting comes out and, and so on and so forth. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. And this is one of those movies that I could see. I could actually see me rewatching at some point. 
uh, when I just want to to watch something that's kind of fun. It's to me, it's kind of light for a horror movie. You know, it's not really so in depth and so scary or so, you know, uh, whatever psych cycle cycle whatever so I'm trying to say psychologically <laughs> driven that you have yeah. to pay attention. Um, it was it was fun. It was a it's it's that kind of it very much reminded me of some of the old 80s type movies where they're they're they're, they're a little goofy, but they're just fun to watch. Uh, and I very, very much enjoyed uh, watching this movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, well, first things first, um, Joseph Winter, he did a fantastic job as the main character, some Sean Ruddy. Um, but also uh, fun fact, I didn't know this. Uh, Sean <laughs> Joseph Winter was un- uncredited, but he did star in High School Musical 2 as a uh, bass guitar player. So there's that. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I don't know if he ever talks about that or not, but I'd be curious anyways. But no, uh, on a serious note, yeah, Deadstream. Yeah, you told me to watch it earlier. And, you know, I was like, you know, obviously I, I'm down to watch anything. You know, I like found footage movies and just kind of the way this was presented. I definitely felt like it was going to be goofy, um, but I watched it and I was like, wow, this is like. It's super creative, first of all. I mean, if, for what I would assume was probably a pretty low-budget movie, I mean, you, I mean, you got to think that the same guy <laughs> directed, wrote, and acted as the main character. So, um, you know, I, I mean, as what I would presume was a pretty low-budget movie, and for what I presume was a pretty simple production process, it was fantastic, honestly. Um, it, it, it basically it, it's every internet personality who's been shamed and defamed put into one i mean it was he had like that tone even the way he would scream like when he got scared was funny just how he sounded was funny and you're right it wasn't it didn't take a lot for me to sit down and watch this it was very easy watching but it was funny and it was a little spooky and like you said, I would definitely watch it again. In fact, I, I watched it twice. I watched it once, uh-huh. and then uh, me and my wife watched it before we actually I got on here today. Uh, my wife liked it as well. She thought it was fantastic. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Especially with found footage, like you said, some of the found footage movies get real shitty. But this one, it, this was good. I gotta say, this really reinvented it for me. Yeah, I mean, to me, a lot of found footage. The problem with me is it, it feels like other found footage films, right? It's like it's hard yeah. to. I mean, you can't just, oh, look, we found this DVD or this video or this in this chest. Oh, what's wonder what's on it? And it's, you know, to me, <laughs> I mean, you know, taking the haunting and the, the supernatural aspect of it. This to me is completely something that you could find online that could have completely have happened. Someone streaming, you know, this this thing doing something goofy. It happens all the time. This kind yeah. of stuff. Right. So and uh, it was one of those movies that I watched it and then it was like done. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, I I, I didn't. I, I, well, I get, what my problem with a lot of movies sometimes is I sit there and think, oh, how much more is left in this thing? You know, how much more can they do? And uh, this one didn't feel like it at all. It just blew right by for me. And uh, it was it was incredibly fun. And uh, again, it's not it's not uh, it's not the, the one the one great thing. One of the great things about horror is it doesn't have to be high budget, big production to be enjoyable. Yeah. And there is it, it very much. There is a a very much a uh, a market or whatever you want to say, and a, uh, you know a, a, an appeal for low budget horror, and it could still be done um, where it looks good and it's a good movie. And and they that's oftentimes they use found footage as that crutch for having that low budget. That's how yeah. you can make it look low budget. But this one, 
I don't know. It was just I, I don't know why it, it's it hit all the notes. And again, online, everybody's raving about it. So I, I, I'm in a complete agreement. I, I love the movie. Uh, I will watch it again. It'll probably be one of those movies that I'll rewatch several times. I'll rewatch every fall. It'll be on my in my rotation. Um, and uh, Shutter is doing some very good stuff. They're they're yeah. putting out a lot of a lot of good movies, and this shows why they're they're getting talented people and giving them a an avenue um, to to do work. And um, and if I'm gonna rate it, I, I'm telling you, uh, you know, I gave Grim Cuddy a three, and if using that as my basis as a, as a three is just the middle of the road, I've got to give this one. I, I think I'm gonna give this one a four. Just on pure yep. enjoyability. Um, again, it's not this epic movie or anything, but it was so much fun. And to me, that's what movies are. They should be enjoyable and fun. So for me, I'm, I'm giving it four screams out of five, uh, purely on how clever and enjoyable it was. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like you said, a lot of found footage. Uh, it kind of suffer, suffers from what I call uh, Blair Witch Syndrome, where it's it's all the same shit being regurgitated over and over and over and over. And this one was just fresh. It was like a fresh a breath of fresh air. You know, it's like I've been breathing in farts for 40 years and now I finally <laughs> have oxygen. Absolutely. Uh, four out of five screams for me, too. Very, very good. So I highly recommend uh, if you're out there and you've not seen it yet, go go watch it. Again, it's on uh, Shutter, which is also if you subscribe to AMC Plus, it's part of that package. Uh, oh, so yeah. go watch it. Uh, I highly, highly recommend uh, that you do. So now we're ready for for our main our main talk today, and that's the 2020 take on Hellraiser. And uh, we're gonna give before we dive into it, let's give a little background on Hellraiser. Excuse me. The Hellraiser franchise is based on uh, Clive Barker's novella, The Hellbound Heart, which was released in 1986. Barker wrote and directed the movie in 1987 that was put out, uh, that was produced by Christopher Figg, uh, and he the, he produced the first three Hellraiser movies. I love the 87 one. I think it's a great movie. Uh, I think it's 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 kind of got some groundbreaking aspects to it. Visually, it was fantastic. The effects were great. I very much enjoy the 1987 one. Uh, so uh, just a quick. Little uh, synopsis of, of this one. It's a mystical puzzle box that summons uh, this, this, the Cenobites, which are these extra dimensional uh, beings who do not understand the difference between pain and, and pleasure. Uh, you know, there's a lot of sex, lust, you know, indications in these movies, so to speak. You know, you get that BDSM vibe when you see some of this <laughs> stuff uh, for right or wrong. Or maybe that's just how my head works. Um, and of course, the leader is uh, is is Pinhead. Um, in the old, in the in the original, it's uh, excuse me, I'm getting a little. Pinhead is, is what they call him, a hell priest. Is I think is what yeah. they refer to him as. Um, I don't know. I, I've not really watched a lot of the whole entire Hellraiser franchise. Do they actually ever refer to him as Pinhead in the franchise, or is that just kind of a a merchandising fan name they've given to him? I, you know, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I mean, if I remember correctly, I don't think that he ever gets referred to as Penhead. Don't quote me, but I don't think so. I've watched the first two, and then obviously I watched this one, but I don't think anywhere they actually call him explicitly Penhead. Yeah. So anyway, that that's kind of some background. That's more on the you know the '87, the original uh, take on on the excuse me on the novella. Uh, the new one came is came out, and uh, you know, and and I've seen. I've seen a lot of mixed reviews. Some people hate it. Some people have loved it. Not. It seems like there's not a lot of middle ground, uh, and what have you know people have been saying about it. Uh, the Hell Priest this time's you know played by a female. It's played by uh, Jamie Clayton. Uh, 
Douglas Bradley from the original movie gave a hugely positive review on Twitter uh, for the retake. Um, and uh, so let's talk about what we think of it. Here, here's my thing. I, I, the puzzle box was a little more extravagant uh, mm-hmm. in this one. It did a lot more things, which, of course, you can do. We talked about uh, last episode leading up to this review that, you know, it's been whatever, 30 something years since the original, um, you know, nearly 40 years. And uh, so there's a lot more, you know, effects wise you can do, which enable them to do uh, make the puzzle box a lot more complex. And uh, <laughs> so I have thoughts on this movie. I wanted I really wanted to go into this movie and I really wanted to love it. And and to be frank, overall, I, I really I didn't I, because to me. To me, this felt like two different movies. The the first half, the first hour was so slow moving to me and it just didn't have much of a horror feel to it or a Hellraiser. It opened with a bang uh, with you know the unveiling of the puzzle box and this rich guy that that owned it at that time. And it really kicked off with that opening the movie. And you think, oh, yeah, we're going to you know, we're going to get right to it. But then it went through the stretch, you know, with the, the girl with the drug problem and that, that's had lots of relapses and her brother who's always you know a little overprotective and she has a boyfriend who she kind of has tried to keep quiet and, and this and that. And it just felt like it was really plodding along for that first hour and uh, too much of that. I will say in the second hour, it really it kicked it up a notch <laughs> and it got, you know, a lot more of the, what I felt like Hellraiser to me in the second half. Uh, the effects in this movie were great. The, the costumes were great. Everything looked good as far as the characters uh, and the hell priest and everything. Um, it didn't have, I don't know. It didn't have as much to be as some of those moments where you cringe a little, like you did in the first one. Uh, there were some scenes in the first one where you just kind of like, Ooh, you know, it, it looked with the hooks and stuff. It looked, and, and I know some of that was in this one and I don't know if maybe it's just because, ah, you know, we've seen it before. So it doesn't kind of make you inhale a little bit. Um, so, I, again, it felt like two different movies. The first half was kind of plotting. The second half was a little better uh, to me. Again, everything looked good. I, you know, visually, I, I was impressed. Uh, it, it, did, it didn't really feel like a remake to me. I, I don't maybe that, I'm sure that's what they intended. It had a lot of the same you know, story elements as the first, but it it felt like maybe it's something that could fall in that same universe and that same happening with lots of things in common. But there are distinct differences in the in the take on the story. Um, overall, I, again, I, I wasn't super impressed. I, I I don't think I would give it a rewatch. I much to me, I much prefer the 1987 one uh, over this one. So, I, what did what did you think of Hellraiser? Yeah, um, you know, I will preface this by saying that um, I, I think that uh, Hellraiser 1987 is. It, I, it's one of those things where like when you compare movies in the same like in the same series, like I love Halloween and honestly, as as shitty as the movie was, one of my all time favorite Halloween movies is Curse of Michael Myers. Right. The producer's cut. Yes. But nothing will ever outshine the first. Right. Yep. And so I, when I went into this movie, I had that in mind. I had had it in mind that, you know, this was not going to be better than the original Hellraiser. This is going to be a reimagining. It's going to be its own thing. 
And I definitely felt like it was its own thing. I felt felt that it really took its um, some ideas, some you know things from the original, but it did create its own story, and it made it more of a unique, um, I guess, uh, backstory, if you will, around the Xenobites and the you know the box, and you know, and something that I thought was really nifty in this one versus the original one, the mystical puzzle box from the original one, um, it was just the box. Whereas yeah. in this one, there are different configurations. And actually, yeah. we put in the notes here, you have the different, you have the six configurations, which was Lament, Lore, Lauderant, Liminal, Lazarus, and Leviathan. And so you have all these different, like, um, you know, reasons why somebody would use the box. So I felt like that was definitely a nice touch. And, you know, I think that where it fell short, in my opinion, was i mean kind of like you said it was it was kind of like that the blood and gore factor like there was some blood and gore there was some like shocking but i felt like it was toned down and compared to what hellraiser was you know yeah um i feel like there could have been more i felt like there could have been more you know to it than that you know some of the stuff i don't know i just felt like it wasn't quite there but I, I liked it. I did like the movie. Let me let me say that I did like Hellraiser. I do want them to make more because I'm very curious about some of the other gifts that that the the, the configuration will provide. Right. Because um, we 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 learned about Lament, we learned about Liminal, and we learned about Leviathan. But there are some other ones that I'm very curious about too. And uh, yeah, for sure, I I think that if they make more and if they do it right, I think that they'll make more and they will actually be better movies certainly it, it could be uh, i i felt like there was again there's too much of the backstory for me yeah and i felt like they could have cut a little of that out and maybe maybe it's just the old man in me that i just felt like there wasn't enough meat for a two-hour movie and i i felt like they could have cut some time out during that backstory part and, and again there was you know some of the, the blood and some of that that the those type things in it but it all felt like it came in the third act so you had, you know, again, you started with this opening scene that was really bang. It, it went right to it, you know, with the party and and the the original owner of the puzzle, and it, you know, it, with the one guy, and it got right to it. And then there was this big gap where it's like yeah. there wasn't hardly anything, and it's like, uh, you know, I felt like, I, to me, it was like, what are they doing here? For that, I felt during that stretch, <laughs> I was like, is this really a Hellraiser movie? Um, and maybe it was because it kicked off with such a bang. That it felt like such a lull there for a while because it just dropped. But then, like I said, when it get, when it kicked it in, yeah, it was it was good. I just felt like it could have been edited down, uh, done a little better cut of it, uh, that cut out some of that stuff. Um, I understand, you know, you want you want to feel for the characters and you want to you know have try to make them relatable or, or, or feel some sympathy for them and their their life situations. I just felt like there was too much of it. There was too much of yeah. this. The brother being overprotective and, and trying to hide the boyfriend and and her and the boyfriend not you know not knowing what their relationship really was or what they wanted out of it and I'm like does this really is is this much of it needed for this movie and, and I didn't feel like it was I felt like they they made their point they could have moved on a little quicker um, but again you know it, it could just be my mindset um, and again like like we've always said <laughs> this is just our opinions and our take. And, and I've seen lots of people love the movie, and I'm, I'm glad. And I and I want it to succeed. I want there to be more. And I, I'll, I'll watch more uh, because I'll give it all a chance. So like we always say, take our reviews with a grain of salt and, and yeah. go see it for yourself and formulate your own opinion. Uh, again, it's on, it's on Hulu. 
So it's, you know, it's out there, easy to watch, easy to see. And, and maybe, maybe that's part of it. It makes me think, what if it were on a shutter or the platform that, you know, Screenbox that is tied with Bloody Disgusting, one of those type platforms where oh, yeah. they could have, maybe, you know, they could have done a little more or would they have done a little more? Then, you know, Hulu, uh, I don't know. I don't know how that, the, the political side of it with the, the service, you know, if Hulu, pulled the reins in a little bit if it i don't know it makes me wonder uh when you you know you talk about a movie like terrifier 2 which has bloody disgusting and the, the screen box backing it and everything and what it was and then you have this one which hulu was backing and uh you know again we you know we watched grim cuddy which was from hulu and it wasn't anything over the top uh you know graphically speaking it makes me wonder if if there's you know, some mandates from a service like Hulu. Ah, there's only so far you can take that bar, you know? Um, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I just felt, I don't know. I felt it was a little long, a little prodding. Um, but again, it was a, visually it was a great movie. The effects, one of the things I had said again is 30 years later, there's so much more they're going to be able to do with the effects. And they did, like you said, with the puzzle box and the different configurations, which, you know, would have been very difficult for them to do in 1987. Uh, yeah. <laughs> within a budget. So they were they were very much able to do that now. Um, so, you know, it, it was it is what it is. Um, go go see it for yourself. Uh, as far as a rating. Oh, I'm, I'm going to have to and I might get some backlash over this, but I'm seriously going to have to give this a two screams out of five because I just didn't really overall enjoy it uh, at all. It's just not not what I wanted from a Hellraiser movie overall. It, it had its parts. It had its moments. Uh, but I think it had some serious, serious flaws uh, for me as a, as a movie watcher. Yeah, you know, I, I, I do agree. I, I like the movie. Um, I, I Let me say this. I overall enjoyed the movie. I think it was good, um, but it did need that improvement, like you said. I, I would definitely agree with the major points that it was a little too bit long, maybe a little long-winded on the backstory. Uh, maybe not as much um, – I guess, you know, gore and everything else that we kind of expected from a Hellraiser movie definitely wasn't exactly what I thought it would be. Um, I, I'm not going to go as low as a two, but I am going to go probably a three, probably a three, because I would put it on the same level as Grim Cuddy. I enjoyed it when I rewatch it, maybe, but it wasn't spectacular in my opinion, and it definitely wasn't the worst thing that I've ever watched. So I would I would put it middle of the road three for me. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it was you know, one of the worst things I've ever seen either. Again, I, I think if you had shaved off yeah. um, at least a good 15, 20 minutes <laughs> out of this movie, which I think you could have done without affecting the story. Um, I, if you had done that, I really think it probably would have boosted it at least one more screen for me. Uh, just that alone. And again, it could, it could just be my old man brain and I'm very set in my ways on what a horror movie should be. Um, <laughs> but it, I don't want to watch a movie and feel like it's getting tedious and then yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, how much longer does this have? Because that that takes away from the enjoyment. And I definitely felt that with this movie. So by the time it got to the substance, it was almost like, finally, you know, and I didn't feel like I enjoyed that part of it as well as I could have because I was already just exasperated with with all <laughs> the backstory thinking. I mean, I yeah, I felt like I was watching a, a I don't know, I felt like I was watching a dark hallmark movie or something there for a while and it just it didn't feel like what i wanted uh, but again like we always say and i'm going to stress it again go watch it for yourself and uh give us some feedback online tell us what you think 
we did do a Twitter poll uh, on this movie as well, uh, asking people if they had seen it, uh, which they preferred. The uh, I'm trying to find my results here. Where I'm missing a sheet. Oh, there it is. Oh, excuse me. Let's see, we're, we're professionals around here. Uh, which, if you saw it, which did you prefer, the 1987 or the 2022 version? And overwhelmingly, people picked the 2022 version. There were 67% that said the the 2022, and 33% said the 1987. So there's definitely definitely an audience out there, and, and that's great. Uh, but my preference will lie in the 1987 film, and it might be <laughs> strongly because of my age. Uh, and you know, when that movie came out, you know, I was I was 12 years old, and and watching it shortly thereafter on on home video, it was, you know, one of those movies that as a kid, I felt like, oh, I shouldn't be watching this. This is too much. <laughs> you know, this is. And uh, so. Uh, so that's Hellraiser uh, and, you know, and Terrifier 2 and Deadstream and Grim Cuddy and everything else that we reviewed today. Uh, we felt like these were all some new releases that we saw that we needed to speak on. So, Ike, before we get out of here, do you have any other closing comments? You know, uh, if you can go watch Terrifier 2, honestly, I can't stress it enough. You know, I, I we've talked a lot about Terrifier, but it's been a very long time when I that since I've actually felt this excited about a franchise and had this much drive to want to watch the movie and have other people watch it. So if you haven't yet, go watch Terrifier 2. Do it, do it, do it. Um, there's going to hopefully be more show times near everybody. You know, they, it's a pretty wide release. So hopefully, you know, it's open somewhere near you. I, you won't be disappointed. It's a bloody, disgusting time. Well, I will tell you, there was enough enough desire on my part that I gave it a serious thought about driving two hours to see this movie. <laughs> I, I seriously did. But but ultimately, I just couldn't find the time to do it. So hopefully and I've looked. They've not added any show times closer to me. So. That, that's kind of disappointing. But yes, definitely go see it. If you've already if you've seen it and it's near you, go see it again. Uh, support this movie. It's done great so far. Uh, but let's keep pushing it because I, th- I think we've I think the audience has probably sealed the deal that we're definitely we'll see more Art the Clown. Um, yeah. I think it's 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 successful enough that I don't think there's going to be any doubt about it. Uh, so uh, so go see it again and let's it's let's let's seal the deal. Let's make sure that there's no possible way that we cannot see more Terrifier in the future. Um, And again, next episode, we're going to do Halloween Ends, which will be coming out October 14th in theaters and on uh, streaming on Peacock. Uh, If you can, go support it in the theater, because, again, we want to make sure horror movies are continuing to have theatrical releases. Uh, But also check it out on streaming as well, because we want to support them on that platform as well. We want to get to both sides. So watch it both ways. Uh, so that we can make sure that the, the movies we love are continued to be made and released. So, like, if you don't have anything else, let's get out of here again. Uh, the countdown's on. We're just uh, two days away as we record this, one day away when it's released, from Halloween ends. I'm so excited. This feels like the cap of the season here, right, of, of all the <laughs> movies. And uh, and I know, you know, Terrifier 2 is extraordinary, whatever else. But at least for the anticipation, this is the movie uh, that, you know, oh, yeah. the world wants to see. So, uh Anyway, until next episode, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe, and have many pleasant nightmares.